You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. So we're going to open up and we're going to start off in um, Psalms 49. I'm going to do my best to read through it. Remember, I'm dyslexic. Patient. I'll do my best. Hear this, O people. Give ear, all inhabitants of the world, both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth will speak wisdom, and my meditation, the meditation of my heart will be understanding. I will incline my ear to a proverb. I will express my riddle on the harp. Why should I fear in the days of adversity um, when the inequity of my foes surrounds me? Even those who trust in their wealth and boast in the abundance of their riches. No man can by any means redeem his brother or give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of his soul is costly and his, he, shed, he should cease trying forever that he would live on eternally so that uh, so he should not undergo decay. For he sees what he sees that even wise men die and stupid and senseless alike uh, perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inner inner thought is that their house, uh, their houses are forever, and their dwelling places are are all generations. They have called their lands after their own names, but. Man in his pomp will not endure. He is like the beast that perish. This is the way of those who are foolish, and those and of those after them who approve their words. Sheep as sheep they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning and their form shall be for Sheol to consume. So they have no habitation, but God will redeem their, my soul from the power of Sheol, for He will receive me. Do not be afraid when a man becomes rich, or when, his glory, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dies, he will carry away no, nothing. His glory will not descend after him, though while he lives, he congratulates himself, and though men praise you when you do well for yourself, he shall go to the generations of his fathers. They will never see the light man in his pomp, uh, yet without understanding, is like a beast that perishes. I should just stop right there. Because this is the Word of God. I am blessed to be able to try and interpret some of this and give you guys a little bit of what I see here. I don't have training in the Bible. I, don't have, I have some, but very little. I don't have a whole lot of knowledge in the Word. But what I do have is prayer. When I open my Bible and I read daily, because I read cover to cover and I've done it multiple times, but when I do that, I open myself up to the Word of God, what He has for me that day. And sometimes it doesn't make any sense. 
Oh, sometimes it's extremely clear, like in here. It brings up thoughts of other things about the world around me or the things that, that I know about the Bible. brings up other stories in there. So that's where I'll go from here. And we'll start breaking this down just a little bit. You know, um, right now our world is really upside down and backwards as I'm concerned. I'm an older man and I'm an old man. Let me look around here. Yep, I'm the oldest guy in the room. How'd that happen? I'm a kid, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how that happened, but I am the oldest guy in the room. But I look back at what used to be, and it's not even close. It's the same anymore. You know, um, how many of you in high school had a cell phone? Come on, raise your hands. How many had a cell phone? I had a dime in my pocket. <laughs> And I knew where the payphones were at, and yeah, or sneak into the teacher's lounge and use their phone, uh, but no cell phone, no Google, no internet, none of those things. It's a blessing to have all that stuff. We can communicate so well with each other. Why are we so far apart? Why are we so far apart? My closest friends, I text them. I barely hear the voice. Unless we're in the same room together, and that doesn't happen near often enough. Because we don't take time to go do those things. We've lost the ability to can really communicate. And there's little people in here that will never know what it's like to have that ability to communicate unless we change things now. Go back to the word, back into what it's telling us here. You know, the, this psalm was written by the sons of Korah. Those were the people that were the servants of the temple. They did the baking, the cleaning, and lifting, and carrying, did all this stuff to make sure everything was open in the morning and shut at night. They did all that work. But the sons of Korah had a huge blessing because they were in the house with Solomon every every day. The queen of uh, Sheba spent gobs of money and brought lots of presents just to hear Solomon speak. And when he was done talking with her, she said, it was more incredible than anything I could even imagine. I can't even believe all the things that I... That was her thought when she left. Um, we had... Solomon would go ahead of us. He wrote many things for us. All the Psalms, he wrote, well, not all the Psalms, but he wrote the Psalms for us, but he didn't write them for us personally. He wrote them for his sons. And his son that took his place, wandered all his wealth and gave up 90% of his land and every, all, almost all of his property, and of the richest man that ever, ever lived and ever will live. Solomon died. He left that to somebody that didn't work for it. Uh, so, as they write this, this out, the meditation of their heart will be understanding. Because they had Solomon to listen to. They had the teachings from the Old Testament, from Moses' law, and all of the Old Testament that comes before this. They had that at their availability. 
and they had a way to learn those things, and that, that was incredible for them. So we need to listen to what they say. They're not, uh, they're not unqualified as I am, even though they were just laborers. Not through osmosis, but through hearing. They learn. They learn. So why should I fear in the days of adversity when the inequity of my foes surrounds me? Even those who trust in their wealth and boast in their abundance and riches. Why should I be afraid of that? Right now, some powerful people with lots of money make a lot of decisions that we don't have anything to do with. But we have to live through those decisions because they made them. Uh, we can stand our ground, but if I'm standing my ground all by myself, that's not much ground for me to hold. Uh, I do, I try, but unless somebody comes alongside me, pretty much you. I know I shouldn't fear when I'm in that position, but to tell you the truth, I do. I do. Because I don't like the way things are going. I don't like the way the changes that are being made. I don't like the conversations that's happening in schools. I really don't like it. I'm not going to get political, I hope. It's the Holy Spirit takes over a little bit and I get in trouble. Yeah, I think he does that on purpose. But <laughs> um, really, stand up against those things. I'll make excuses not to. My kids are out of school. I don't have to worry about that. Oh, wait a minute. I got grand. I got great. Mm, I guess I gotta love them too. You know, but it's that, that the inner part of me wants to. I have this unusual, it's not unusual. I have this, that's the one thing that I just can't share is this unknown fear that grips me. I sat up here sweating before we got started, and I love you guys. You guys love me, evidently, because you're sitting there looking at me, not throwing anything. <laughs> but the worst things that I fear never happen. Things I worry about never take place. But worrying works, right? <laughs> never happens. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that, that's that fear that they're talking about, that unnamed fear. Because people that are rich aren't just basically mean, not all of them, some of them are, but some people that are poor are really mean too. Now, um, let's see. No man can by any means redeem his brother or, or gift or give a gift or give to God to ransom for him. The price for your brother is blood. The price for your life is your life. I can't pay that. If I did, I could only pay it once. And if I paid it for you, it can't pay for me. That's impossible. It's costly. It costs me. Now, for the redemption of his soul is costly. And he should cease trying forever, that he should live life eternally. Uh, so that you should not, so that he should not go under, undergo decay. 
I'm an old guy. I know I'm going to die eventually because everybody else in front of me has died. And some people behind me have died too. But they've all undergone decay. There's only two in the Old Testament. Only two that it says didn't die. One was Enoch, and that's in Genesis. Let me check. Genesis 5.24. And Enoch lived, and he walked with God. And at the age of 320, he was no more. Most of his family lived to be in their seven, eight, and nine hundreds. But he lived the 300, walked with God, was no more. Why? No, maybe we'll find something out about that too. Elijah. Elijah was a prophet. He was an old man and prepared to die. He had enlisted Elisha to take his place as a prophet. And to judge the kingdom of God. Judge the kingdom of Jerusalem, or of Judea, and be the judge for the Jewish people. He was that prophet. This Elisha was much more powerful than Elijah because he asked. When Elijah was brought to ask, go on his way, Elisha asked him, or Elijah asked Elisha, what shall I give you? And he said, a double portion of your faith. And he did. Gave him his mantle, and that's, that was his cloak. He gave him that and a double portion of what all the power that he had. But Elijah went up in a whirlwind. Chariots of fire showed up. Okay? Nothing says that Elijah got into chariots of fire. It says that the chariot of fire and he went up in it. You might assume that he did, but it doesn't say that. He didn't die. They searched for his body and couldn't find it. They searched days and miles for his body and couldn't find it. and die. So, those two guys went to heaven to be with God. Five. Are they still there? Ask your heart. What do you think? Maybe. Maybe not. That's 4,000 years ago. Anyway, uh, for, he, for he sees that even wise men die, the stupid and the senseless alike perish, and leave their wealth to others. Uh, their, inter their, their internal thought is that their houses are forever, and their dwelling places all generations. Uh, they have called their lands by their own names, but man in his pomp will not endure. He is like a beast that perishes. I pretty much own my home. I use it for financial stuff that I need, but I, I own my home. I love to pass it on to a grandchild. I don't want to give it to my children because I don't care. I don't want to do that. I want to give it to my grandkids. I want to leave it for them. That doesn't mean my house is going to be my house forever. It'll be somebody else's. If it's theirs, it'll still turn into somebody else's. If they don't work for it, what's the chances that they'll just squander it and not even care about it? It's an old house and it's all creaky and smells like grandpa. Which is probably dog and 
you know, dog and flagellants. <laughs> but um, I remember my grandpa. He smelled like, smelled like Prince Albert tobacco. But eventually I will be forgotten. My, my name will go away. Now, there's places that, that uh, the names don't change. In the Old Testament, there's a lot of cities in the Old Testament that were named after the people that built them. And there's still a lot of them there still today. They may not be the exact same town. They may not be the same place. They may be, they may be feet, if not tens of feet, under the ground below the place where they're at now. But those names have stayed there. It doesn't mean that it, it doesn't mean that the person that named it really remains there. Um, let's see, I got some notes here. I want to do something. Oh. You know why Hastings is called Hastings? Anybody? Because a man named Tom Hastings named it Hastings. They were building a railroad track coming this way across, and alphabetically they named the towns that they came to. I don't know what this place was called when he stopped here, but he liked it. So he gave it his name. He started off with Glenville, which is G. Hastings is H. Ingleside, if you don't know what that is, the regional center. It's, um, Ingleside, then Junietta, and so on and so on. Kennesaw. Lowell. That's how the that's how the cities in Nebraska were named. But he chose Hastings for his name. He's not here anymore. His descendants aren't here anymore. It doesn't say that he ever lived here for any period of time in history. But I know I know a guy named Tom Hastings that has nothing to do with that. But his name came from a Viking name. Uh Hested. And his men were Agites. That's where Hastings came from. It's in Succoth in England. That's where it came from. His name started there and got here. So that history, all that lineage, what does it do? Unless you look back in Google, I'm learning how to use Google to, even old guys can find that now. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> um, but if you look back and you see in the history, that's where that all comes down to is that one guy. Nobody remembers that guy. He was a Viking that marauded England. And that's all they know. Um, so did he, he perished just like a beast. He was gone just like them. Uh, this is the way of those who are foolish and those after whom approve their words. As sheep, they are appointed for, for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd, and the upright shall rule over them in the morning, and their, and their form shall be for Sheol to consume. Uh, so, uh, no, so they have no habitation, but God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive He will receive me. The, Co the, the Kohathites believed that because of the Old Testament and Old Testament law, because of their standing and their, their stature, their standing in the house, in the temple, that they would be received by God because they worked. 
They did the job they were supposed to do. They followed the law. Do, 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 do. And all they had to do was everything. You know, if somebody said clean that, they cleaned it. Somebody said move that, they moved it. That's all their job was. But they really believed that they would be my God. If I had to do all the do's that I find in here, I'd probably just take off and go for a ride. There's no way I can even come close to accomplishing There's no way. Uh, no matter how, hard, how much my heart would desire to do that, I can't. But that's what they believed. Um, let's see. I want to go back to this perishing. You know, Nebuchadnezzar built Babylon, oh, the great city. And this was a fantastic place, humongous place. Nebuchadnezzar uh, started taking credit for that. He'd started off believing that God was helping him out, and the Jews, having the Jews there was what made that so successful. He knew that. But one day he looked around and he said, well, gee, this is great. Look what I've built. Pumped up his pride and got to a point where he was so good. And within a heartbeat, he was roaming the fields and eating grass with the cattle and grow feathers. His hair got so thick it was like feathers on his head. And for seven years he lived like that because he wouldn't, he would not just say, I didn't do it, God did. Once he did, he was redeemed and God put him right back in his tent until the day he died. But he did die. He perished. He was just like the beast of the field. Um, do not be afraid of a man when he becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. For when he dies, he carries nothing away. His glory will not descend after him. Naked you come into this world, and naked you go out. You don't get your glasses, your socks, or anything. Wedding ring's not going with you. None of the stuff that you cherish is going along. There isn't anything in your driveway that you can drive there, or nothing. At all, we go naked back to our Creator. He decides where we go from there. Um, I'm going to go to this is a Luke, Luke 12, verse 15. These are the words of Christ. Then he said, Beware and be on your guard against. Every form of greed. Do not, e do not even uh, when one, or not even when one has an abundance does he his life consist of his possessions. And he told this parable, saying, "The land of the rich man was very productive." And he began reasoning with himself, saying, "What shall I do since I have no place to store my crops?" And then he said, "This is what I will do." I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and all my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, 
This very night your soul is required of you, and now who will own what you have prepared? So the man who stores up his treasure for himself is not, uh, and is not rich toward God. If we're storing up all the stuff that we have, if we don't use our abundance to further the kingdom of God, it's useless. The only things that we're going to have in heaven are things we send ahead. The only way that we can send something ahead is sharing the good news that we've found that Jesus Christ is Lord and God our Savior. He's here to make sure that we are redeemed back into the bosom of God. Back into a place where we belong. We belong in heaven. We belong there. That's where God created us to be. For His good pleasure. This whole world, this is man's fault. That's the evil that we allow into our lives creates this place that we're living in. And some stuff may be really fun. And there might be a lot of joy and a lot of things, but they're still just useless. When it comes right down to it, how many of you are going to say, gosh, I should have put more money in the bank for this thing? Or how come I bought that thing? Or why didn't I spend more time with this person? What are those things? Or what are we going to be thinking? Why didn't I tell that person that I hate so much? I can hate somebody and tell them their choice. I can share the gospel with my enemy. Pray that they hear it. My choice. If I don't do that, that's my choice. That's my loss. It's not theirs, it's mine. I take the chance. God creates it. I take the step. He does all the footwork. All I do is say, you know, Jesus really does love you. Doesn't care where you've been or where you're going, he loves you. From that point, you can actually have a relationship that will change anything, anything that's happened to you. I've seen too many people come to complete redemption with each other to believe that God will not bring us to complete redemption with our Father. That Jesus Christ's blood is not enough. I can't believe that because I've seen too many times where it's so much more than it. It's so much more than what I can even imagine. When I, I was in my 40s before I believed, really believed, before I made the Lord my Lord and Savior. Um, every day since is anger, fear, hatred, all the malice that comes through the world, all those things still happen. I don't deal with it the same way. Not anymore. If you're still dealing with the world like the world owns you, you might want to question if you really believe or you really know who Jesus is. You're bought and paid for. If you say, I'm a Christian, you are bought and paid for with the highest price. And not blood of calves or sheep or lambs. You're bought with the blood of Christ, which is the blood of God. Save you, bring you back. Oh, the very first sacrifice was skins to cover Adam and Eve. 
That's where blood sacrifice started. And it's never changed. Price of life. But, uh, let me finish right here real quick. And though men praise you when you do well for yourself, he shall go to the generation of his fathers, then uh, they will never see light. Man in his pomp uh, will with, uh, well, yet without understanding is like a beast that perishes. They didn't know Christ. We do. We know that Christ is that answer. We know that that understanding that comes from the Bible and from our Lord Jesus Christ comes right out of this book, comes from the people that love us, that are around us, that share with us what God's done in their lives and how it's changed them. The things that are happening that continue to change our families, our homes, and the things around us. We sometimes have adversity that's going to come up against us, and we may lose everything. But they can't take away Christ. can't. People will try, and they're going to. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. People are going to try and remove you from Christian belief. Pray for those people. They are your enemies. They're thirsty. Give them some water. They're hungry. Give them something to eat. If it's the body and the blood of Christ, praise God, because that's what has the effect. It's because of that. Those are the things that we need to do. That's what just this one little one-page Proverbs has to say. And I'm not a smart man. You guys can figure out way more stuff than I can figure out in here. Um, the most important thing to know, the most important thing to know is that God in heaven decided to send his son with him in heaven down to earth to humble him and humiliate him to the point of death, not just any old death, but death on the cross. Humble and humiliate him there, spit in the face and, and hit and beat and lashed, killed. Three days later, they're laying in a tomb before decay could set in. The tomb was emptied. Christ gives us the right, gives us the privilege because of our belief in Him to look up to Father and say, please, Lord, lift me up. When we can do that in our heart, how can you not share that with the people around you? The joy that's in you is going to flow out even if your mouth doesn't work. You've got to let people see that you're happy to be a Christian. So next time something happens, flat tire, little fender bender, somebody steals from you, don't stop and scream and holler. It's easy to say, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to scream and holler. But if we can share the joy of Christ and know that we're okay because he's there. That's the, that's the important thing. Share the gospel with your friends and neighbors. You're listening to an audio message from The Well. 
a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com.